Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 170 of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. Uh, that's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O for any of you out there trying to spell it. Uh, today with us, Rob Hodge from Clean and Proper Protein uh, Company. How are you doing today, I'm Rob? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. So, Rob Hodge, tell us about your background and how you ended up in plant-based protein. Perfect. Well, first, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Um, I got started doing plant-based protein about five years ago. Um, the opportunity came up that uh, it was a challenge. It was something that we knew what was going to happen in the future, and I figured, let me give it a shot. Um, my wife was about to kill me because she was convinced that this was not going anywhere. However, here we are five years later, crazy busy with plant-based proteins, and the world is now figured out this is the route that we're going to go. Um, so I got started doing this from just uh, playing with uh, proteins and making them into something different, into what you want them to be. Again, the biggest thing that we ever do is, as chefs, we try to figure out what the protein is, what the texture is going to be. Once we have the texture, we can figure out the rest. Um, you can make anything taste good. As long as the texture is there, you make it what it's supposed to be. Um, we have a lot of stuff that we've done here, over 100 different recipes, using the same plant-based product that you can do anything with. And so, Rob, I mean, tell us about your, your background as a chef and then how you've sort of tied in those skills into plant-based protein. So we're not talking about just your normal where where until you've actually developed products that we see here that are more than just you know your stereotypical grocery store uh, plant-based protein items yes and you've really shown what you can do with something or or way you can value add to these these plant-based proteins that are clean and and sort of different than what's out there for sure um you know i have um i've cooked almost anything you can imagine uh and any kind of protein uh, that there is. I've been a chef for Jesus way longer than I can ever remember um, and um, it's been fun. I've done everything from run college campuses all the way up to run uh, country clubs. Um, the opportunity arises as a chef and you just step back at some point and you say alright listen the worst thing to do is get out of the kitchen the best thing to do is to come up with something new in the kitchen. This is new. This is innovative. This is completely opposite of what you would think it would be. Um, we try to make a protein. Uh, we could have went around the round of the steak and the beef, but if you can take a product and make everything exactly what it's supposed to be without actually using a protein, plus the environment, plus the world that we live in, you know, the sustainability, everything that we are trying to do, it's just going to help the world for our kids, for their kids, and for their kids as we move forward. And I think the thing about it is it's a it's a properly what we're doing with plant-based proteins is we're starting to balance out the human diet more and um, with the plant-based proteins as an addition and as a supplement to give you that extra protein you need in your food without not necessarily it being an animal protein. So it's not necessarily don't eat the animal protein either. It's more like this is a supplemental way to get the same foods that you want, the same flavors you like that go into a meatball or go into a crab cake, for example, and have a clean alternative that's plant-based as, hey, I can eat the same thing as you. You can have plant-based, I can have meat, or I could have a combination of plant and meat if I, you know, depending how I wanted to do it. It gives different options and different delivery systems, I feel like. And I think 
part of it is is with your skill set and what you're doing with it is you're diversifying the application of a plant-based protein where it can be covered across things like seafood, pork, beef, chicken, as a substitute still give those same things. So explain to me a little more about that and what you're doing and what's on the table here. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I will say as we move forward and I tell everybody uh, what's here, you know, the, the whole point is, is we're not trying to change what you eat. We're not trying to change your diet. One day a week, eat a plant-based protein. Try something different. It's going to help you. It's going to help your body. The products that you're looking at are 71% fibers, okay? They are 19, 21% uh, protein. They're good for you. They're good for you inside, and it's a good sense of protein. So, yes, you can have any one of these items uh, that you're looking at. If you go to a barbecue place and somebody's with you that doesn't eat regular barbecue pork, you have now an option of a barbecue plant-based. They can eat exactly what you're eating. And nobody feels weird about, oh, I can't go to that restaurant because they don't serve this. So to give you an idea, we've done everything from a breakfast sandwich uh, all the way down to a ceviche, down to a barbecue. We've made soups. We have a, a lentil soup with the pepperoni flavor. The same way as you would make a lentil soup with regular pepperoni, this has exactly the same thing. Our plant-based product we put inside of it that has the pepperoni flavor, therefore now you have a... Uh, a real Italian uh, lentil soup. The same thing with Italian wedding soup. Across the board, we made salads, we made avocado toast. Uh, what's unique about the avocado toast, we actually took the avocado, crushed it up the same way as you would for a guacamole, but then took the plant-based protein and added it to it. So now the purpose of that is now it's a really high protein product on a whole wheat toast, and now you can actually eat it and feel good about exactly what you're eating. And it's 100% healthy. There's nothing in it bad for you. And it's again, once again, it's a, uh, it's a plant-based protein. You know, we have a couple pizzas that we're going to take out of the oven in about a minute. Um, we have a taco salad that we did. We've done all, all kinds of stuff. The good thing about all this is we have a seafood. There's not a whole lot that you can do with it. Just use your imagination. If you believe that you can do it, we can make it. It does exist, and it's really not that hard. But you just got to believe and get past the stage of, oh, it's plant-based. Just go on to the stages. It's just a protein. Face it, it's just a protein. Per first before anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, to your point, Rob, I think it's the beauty of a plant-based protein and with the right flavor profiles and the things. I mean, a lot of this stuff, you can't tell that it's plant-based protein. I mean, <clears throat> you're getting the texture, you're getting the flavors in there, and it's a good substitute. I mean, you can't tell the difference. Any of these platters on here look like they're meat um, or crab or seafood, um, you know, or chicken in this case with the satay. Um, <clears throat> so are you just, I mean, the, the road's endless, right? You can put it into your home. You could do this and replace it in your home. You can make ground beef for your kids, uh, plant-based protein for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you want to do that, use the same base seasoning all the way down to that Absolutely. or more likely um, what we're starting to see which is not only in the retail space but in the commercial space or in the institutional space um, where they're replacing out whole meals and it can either go all the way as vegan it can go vegetarian it can even go pescatarian but be plant-based you know so there's and even it could still be um, you know for example in a beef stew with a beef stock it's just a plant-based protein instead so it doesn't necessarily have to be carved out yep. 
in one way. It's just a healthy way to um, supplement our diets, um, which is what we need with diversity. Absolutely. It's healthy and it's good for you. And, and, And once again, you know, as long as you can think of, get past the stage of this is a plant-based it's just a protein and 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 i'll say it a hundred times we made a ceviche you would never know this was ceviche was any different than a regular seafood ceviche if you closed your eyes you wouldn't know the difference and that's the whole point it's a texture thing and it's it's um and, and and again as a chef as long as it has texture we can create anything whether it be a pork flavor and just like justin just said you know, you can take the product, use what you already have. If you have a soup or you had something else, take the plant-based product and put it in its place instead of a chicken. Instead of a, use the same base, but use that as your protein. Um, exactly. And I think, you know, what we're seeing here is full-blown plates that restaurants could use. Um, it, it, you, you, We have an avocado toast here add in with a a plant-based protein. I think we've talked about how you're getting the pepperoni seasoning in the lentil soup, um, and as well as the pizza. We're also seeing sausage flavoring that we're getting. It tastes just like sausage, whether it was pork or beef, we're getting the flavor profiles in in the plant-based proteins um, as you've done it. And as you can tell, there's a pepperoni and sausage right there. you know, there's nothing to stop you from doing exactly what you want to do. You don't have to have it have all of the all of the stuff that's a regular protein. It's just a plant-based protein. And as you can tell, I don't think anybody on would see on the table anything different. If you went to a restaurant and you served any of this, including a salad that tastes just like a chicken salad that has uh, uh, cran raisins in it, has all all the other stuff, you really wouldn't know the difference. Absolutely. And so, Rob, let's talk about, like, I mean, how would you integrate this? And you're, you're a consumer, you're in your home, you're starting to get protein. We're starting to see clean and proper protein company um, get products out there over the next few months. I mean, how do people use it? If you were to integrate it in your diet and buy it online, how would you then start to take the steps to sort of experiment with it in the home? Or how would you go about it? Well, the first thing I would do is, is you know, take the product and play with it. Try to have some fun with it. See what you like to do with it. See if there's, you know, if you have a favorite thing, try to replace the protein of your favorite thing. Make a meatball. Okay, instead of making a regular meatball, try it with this and make it with a plant-based meatball. Do exactly the same way that you, the same procedure, but use the plant-based shred in it. Absolutely. And then make a meatball with it. And you'll see it will be exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think we're, we're starting to see, um, as we get more familiar with it and as we get better at, at processing and 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 doing the things with food that we do in clean ways and and keeping true to it, we're starting to see the elevation in the quality of these products as well. Absolutely. You know, if you look at any of these, these aren't processed products. It's a plant base that starts it. It's one item that starts it that creates all of this. So it's not a further processed product. It's none of that. It's just a clean product that works exactly what you want it to do. Just a replacement of a protein. Absolutely. And so, Rob, other ideas, I mean, these are, this is only the beginning of the iceberg right here, mm-hmm. um, or the tip of the iceberg. Um, we talked about the sandwiches and the pizzas and the wontons, the taco salad. I mean, <clears throat> we've looked at, you know, we've there's Thai dishes and um, other Chinese dishes and Japanese dishes that are possibly just an easy replacement, or Italian dishes where you could do a bolognese with a marinara sauce that Absolutely. just replaces 
the protein, the, the animal-based protein, the plant-based protein to sort of do something different and explore sure. alternatives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that's the whole thing. Just be, just imagine it. Just think about it. Just, if you can, mm-hmm. if you can dream it, just make it. Just try. And what's your favorite part about doing the plant-based protein? Oh, it's, it, every time it's something unique. Like yesterday was the first time I ever made a dumpling. <laughs> okay. And when we tasted the dumpling, you would not know the difference. You put it in the sauce and you taste it. And it's just like, really? Is that possible that could be? But, but once again, it's just so crazy. As long as you can imagine it. As long as you can think about it. You don't, you don't think to yourself, oh, I, you know, I, this is... It's just not like that. It's just yeah, you just have to just open your mind up and enjoy it. And so how do you come up with the inspiration then? Just a blank slate? Does some things work and some things don't work? I mean, you're sort of, you know, becoming the expert in this, this field across many things. We've seen the plant-based protein companies come out. Yeah. Um, and we've seen them sort of go after that stereotypical aisle, which is the meat-based aisle of the animal protein but we're talking about it's it's now we're talking meals and and pizzas and things like that that are actually starting to be some more finished products that you're working on as well well you know listen there's nothing wrong with the plant-based burgers there's nothing wrong with the plant-based things but if you can take that and take it a little step further any one of these things now you can use as the center of the plate it's something that you can take the crab cakes for instance you can enjoy crab cakes yeah. and you know I used to know a guy that is allergic to seafood the first time he ever ate a crab cake was when I made him a plant based crab cake never ate one in his life the same thing with the ceviche uh-huh. allergic to seafood so it's a great form of but you just gotta just don't you know just be open and I it. think what it really comes down to is it's it's just another protein delivery system that takes on the flavor profile of the things that you like I Absolutely. mean it's just like whether it's pork ground, pork ground, chicken ground, turkey ground, beef, they all have a different semi-flavor profile and they make a different meatball, but you could make pretty similar Italian meatballs if Absolutely. you really worked at it. Absolutely. We don't want you to take it and you, it's a good sauce. Yeah. You make a meatball and you throw it in the sauce and then the yeah. sauce is sitting there and it's cooking. It's all about the sauce. Yeah. So the meatball is going to taste exactly what you want it to do. Yeah. But, but again, you know, uh, it's just... <clears throat> unimaginable the the things that we could do the whole thing with with clean and proper is we want to make it to go to market yeah. where people could say hey i want to take this all i have to do is heat it up it's ready to roll let's eat let's enjoy you know uh, i'm born a petite on any of this stuff absolutely and what i love about the model is we it, you could be another food entrepreneur that just wants to use plant-based stuff and they you can work with them or it could be a retailer that wants more of a finished product line or a university or jail that wants a a, a, a chicken and a, a chicken cheesesteak type plant-based product and a you know to help balance out the population where everyone's getting the same thing but they don't have to worry about who gets pork who gets beef who gets ever it's one of those days where you can serve for universal meal and it tastes just like pork or just like beef Absolutely. to help balance out some of those hardships and um and life and dietary things and stuff like that so i think it goes all the way down to you You can work with anyone. I mean, we've talked about sausages and stuff like that and going to more of the artisanal effect. It, just because it's plant-based doesn't mean we can't have artisanal fun with it right. and really go into the chef exploration Absolutely. of what plant-based items look like and where we can take them. It's yep. just another protein. Again, it's not to 
you know, one's evil, one's good. It's, you know, here, can we all coexist and balance out the human yeah. diet and get us the nutrition we need from food versus having Absolutely. to supplement it with minerals and vitamins? There's a lady in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, that mm -hmm. I know very well, that takes the plant-based protein and bakes it in bread. She makes a, a just a hearty bread. She puts sesame seeds in it. She puts all kinds of stuff. And it's just a it's just a really protein bread and she sells it to the to the college, to the students. Because the athletes love it. Yeah. And because it's just high protein, so you put mm -hmm. a little bit on and it's ready to roll. And that's you know, you can make shakes out of it. You can do anything with it. You just gotta start from being open mind. Absolutely. Anything. Absolutely, and I think it's a it's a way to increase your protein intake. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things we always talk about is how do you get more nutrients in your body? Well, with plant-based protein, you know, you can get the extra protein you want. You can still match it with the same clean, yummy ingredients um, that you would normally, you know, do in your diet or with an animal protein or a humane-raised animal. It all fits in the, the way, and you can just slide things in and mm -hmm. out. And I love it because it adds such an alternative. Like I can always do beef, pork, and plant-based now. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see it. And same with the things that we're talking about. You know, we've talked about and what you're doing and trying to experiment with the sausages, which is it's not just one. There's a whole line of different things that sort of things can happen or burgers or, you know, or taco seasoning or restaurants or we see fast food starting to use it as alternative. It doesn't need to be a vegan-based or vegetarian and there doesn't need to be, quote unquote, um, you know, separation because I eat vegan and you eat vegetarian and, and mm -hmm. whatever. It's just another lifestyle diet if we really think about it yep. across all human diets that we're trying to figure out and, and live optimally, optimally um, as humans, both mentally and physically. So this is a way that really gives us the ability to diversify that, in my opinion, and, and do things that are fun and yeah, you're 100% great. Listen, you, you deal you with allergies, for example. I know people have pork allergies and things mm -hmm. like that. So, well, you know, talking about fun, you could take any of these, but now think to yourself, a dessert. What can I possibly do with a dessert that would be a protein dessert? Yeah. Okay, we've taken the same product, we boiled it in sugar water, and then taken it after sugar water, we laid it out and let it dry out and flaked it on top of ice cream. So you had a protein ice cream, so you had that, get a rum raisin ice cream, it's fantastic. It's and fantastic. it's incredible, right? And we are seeing the plant-based ice creams and yep. stuff like that starting to pick up and, and things like that. It's, you know, listen, this is the way the world is starting to, starting to go towards, yeah. okay? The, you know, the, the, the thing of kind of making everything just kind of level off, we can't keep going the way that we're going. Exactly. There's not enough things to keep the world keep moving, yeah. okay? Um, and as long as we start remembering, you know, sustainability and things like that, look at all of that. Once again, a meatless Monday, it's a good thing. Well, and I agree with you. And here's why. If we truly look at agriculture and and we really look at it, it needs to be rotational and it needs to be cows and pigs and there needs to be circulation like in nature. But in that circulation, this the soil needs time to heal. Right. That's a perfect time where you get a, a non, the non-GMO soybeans or non-GMO corn, and that's in there. And it's also supplementing your protein here along with the other proteins and animals, the sheep, the cows, the goats, the that are now rotational farming on the same farm, Absolutely. doing it properly, rebuilding our organic soils um, deeper and deeper and getting the roots of our grasses deeper. Um, but at the same time, 
if you really think about it, it's not one versus the other. If we're looking at it holistically across the human diet as well as what nature has designed on its own, mm -hmm. it's keeping that it's rotation in our diet. Yeah. So if we as humans very easily make sure we're doing that same type of touching on all of our proteins, it ensures that we're building these systems that also rotate the animals properly if we really Absolutely. think about it. Because that's where the profitability is now, is circulating your protein sources on your farm to match the human diet yep. and come from the same thing. And then it's local and sustainable as well. Absolutely. And that means that these type of things, soy-based, lentil-based, pea-based, um, wheat-based proteins are, are necessary. And if you look at the weightlifting world, there's been plant-based proteins in there for a long time, yep. pea in particular. Um, obviously, we know there's the milk-based one or the cow-based items, but, you know, we're trying to supplement protein as humans as much as we can. Well, look at the professional athletes. There's a lot of them out there now, and you've heard about them and you read about them. They're, they're taking their diets out to plant-based. Absolutely. Uh, and, and some of them aren't 100%. They still want a great piece of steak when they want it. Yeah, absolutely. However, they're trying to, they're trying to level off. They're making yeah. sure that their body is at its, at its peak because they have to. Yeah. And I think what we're going to see here, and one of the things I'm excited to work with you on, Rob, and just so everyone knows, um, I want to also introduce Rob as the director of plant-based uh, foods and sales, or mm -hmm. sorry, plant-based innovation mm -hmm. and sales at Food Service Partners as part of our business development and client relations vertical. So while we're, and Rob is really the expert and the best person I've ever met to take it on. And as food service partners, we've been looking at plant-based proteins since we've been in business for healthcare. Um, and the, always the goal is how do we keep it fresh? How do we keep it natural? How do we still keep it food? Right. You know, not science. Right. You know, and right. there's a lot of science in food and keeping it safe, so I don't want to confuse it. But how do we still keep it what it is intended to right. be in its form is food but which really means it has to be, we have to look at it more holistically as how do we regenerate? How do we heal the environment? How do we do all these things with things like that? It's not, oh, this is bad, meat is good. No, these are all necessary things. Honestly, if we really look at the way we need to heal and restructure and put carbon back in the soil and start rebuilding yeah. and doing the things we need to do as humans, if we're gonna keep expanding our population and build proper food chains forever and not crap that, that right. kills us off as humans slowly yeah. you know chemicals um, chemicals, chemicals exactly that's, that's trying exactly. to en enhance the soil and make things yeah. but everything goes back to natural where it's the way it's supposed to be and everything goes full circle and exactly what you're looking at okay. you know anything that you're looking at out here is is 100 percent plant based all the way down to the chips yeah okay there isn't anything on here that you can't eat that didn't start from a plant and that's the coolest part of all of it and uh, you know for me, I look at everything and I think to myself, okay, what's next? What's what's most uh, sustainable? Okay, there's fish that's being overfished in the ocean. Absolutely. Okay, so now let's start looking at things and saying, all right, listen, we had fun with all this. Now let's really start digging and see what's overfished. And then can we take that overfished product and make a product that matches what that is? Absolutely. So then really we could start digging into it and figuring all that out because it's not hard to figure out how to do it. It's hard to figure out, okay, once we've done this, now what? Yeah. We're working right now on, on building a salmon, okay, that's going to look and taste and feel and look and, and have the flavor 
of exactly what it's supposed to be. So then that's what's next. You know, yeah. we can do that with anything. We just have to just again, if you could dream it, we can make it. Well, and you can do it in natural ways, which are the coolest thing. We're just and yeah. it's just soy base, which is just a layering, and it's and it's cool and it's creative, which I think is the best part. And the other part is is what we're seeing is an opportunity to heal as well mm -hmm. which it is a necessary piece and from the ocean standpoint like there was once a free cow there was once a free sheep but we had to figure out how to over years upon years of commercializing we're now at a point where we're like oh maybe we should rotationally graze them and look at this a little bit more holistically for the environment and ourselves but and plant-based allows us for the oceans, for example, to give us that time for some healing, mm -hmm. to properly look at how we should be fishing, or is it an actual farming scenario, and what does that sustainably look like for the oceans versus fishing that's being clumped up in the middle of the ocean, as we all, right. everyone probably knows from Sea Spiracy that came out on Netflix and mm -hmm. the push towards plant-based protein at the end. Um, which it is. I mean, we can supplement some of that stuff. We can do some of this. It's all about that holistic view. Um, yep. And then how to replenish populations and stuff like that. So, you know, three, four hundred years down the road, we're more balanced in our approach to the food chain. Yep. And the diversity of the food. One of the things I also like about what you're doing, Rob, is, you know, we probably know in the United States maybe... 10 varieties of potatoes if you go if you really mm -hmm. look at a grocery but there's thousands across the world right you know potentially and there's different spices and so the other thing that all of this does is looking at everything holistically and and through different you know ethnic cuisines and international diets and and trends and things we can apply the plant-based proteins in it but we also get to apply all the stuff that's already growing the plants the spices and stuff like that and start experimenting with mm -hmm. that and then add in add it into things like you said we're already doing already which is the pork and the beef so it doesn't have to be something that's oh do this or that it's you can do both of these things and 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 really you know holistically and do the right thing by using the whole animal but also using and replenishing the soil properly so you're also eating the soy-based protein and the and the uh, lentil-based protein and the uh, pea-based proteins, for example. Yeah. So yeah. I've done a, I've done a party before, and when I did a party once, um, and I've done a lot of parties, but I did one a party once. The whole beginning of it, the appetizers, the soups, everything was all plant-based. Okay, but then we got to the entree and we carved it. We carved a, uh, a a tenderloin, but the whole thing was up until that point was all good stuff and it was all. And you would never know the difference. Absolutely. And, you know, we've done many functions that we don't even tell anybody. We just make sure there's no allergies to anything. But, you know, as they taste stuff, they're just freaked because how is it possible that you're doing this? Yeah. And that's kind of how. And I would say pepperoni. The pepperoni is, is definitely one of those. And now the cheese steaks mm -hmm. and the... Um, that both the chicken and the beef type cheese steaks, I mean, they're almost spot on. You could put it, replace out a Philly cheese steak. And Absolutely. for a um, vegetarian person at a, you know, at a Pat's or a, uh, I think it's Mike's. Or Charlie's. Or Charlie's, yeah. Mm -hmm. And no one would really know the difference, and they would still be able to be vegetarian. I mean, it also opens up clientele for these restaurants Absolutely. in a hard market right now. Well, and that's go ahead. And that's the thing is how to, it's holistically how to look at it. Go ahead. Yeah. I think it's well. You know, there's a 
you know, there's a, a place that's down by me in Florida um, that does Philly cheesesteaks. We've taken the same Philly product and put his up against the same thing, cooked them the same way, sautéed peppers on onions the same way, put them in the bun the same way, brought them both out the same way, and you could never tell the difference. Absolutely. And that's the whole point. As long as you can't tell the difference, it's endless what you can accomplish. Absolutely. And I can have my preference, right? And I can balance it out and I can say today I feel like this or there's always this. Like, I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, I love burgers. And anyone at Food Service Partners will know that how I've been in trouble for saying I fucking love cheeseburgers in front of a group of people. But it's, um, but the truth is I could still eat a beef burger at lunch and still if I really want a burger, but I'm like, ah, do I want another beef one? Instead of going to a turkey or or a chicken that I don't think tastes as good as a beef right. burger or a bison burger, to me personally, they're great other sources, but I could get a plant-based protein that tastes more, more like the beef and that could be my alternative, but I'm again not eating something I'm, I'm I am switching my protein source and while it tastes that way it is a good alternative to that Absolutely. and it's good for you and that's the whole point it's yeah. good for your it's good for your body okay and, and again the the protein is great but the fibers are great and because of all of those things that's what makes it what it is yeah again it goes back to the texture you know some people like oatmeal yeah. I personally like oatmeal as long as it's got stuff in it Absolutely. If you're going to put almonds in it, you're going to put nuts in it, you're going to put this in it, then I love it. But if you give me mushy oatmeal, forget about it. <laughs> no, I need it all. I need all the honey or the, <laughs> exactly. the brown sugar, you name exactly. it. Any any kind of flavoring that's in there. Exactly. It's like, uh, you know, my dog's used to having an egg in his in his morning breakfast. Oh. And if it's not just the way Lake City kind of looks at you, like, hey, man, what's this? That's kind of like when I get it. It's like, <laughs> this is like porridge. What is this thing you put across my... This is not food. What is this? <laughs> it is this mush. No, but I like I just like flavor and I yeah. think that's one of the beauties of what we're talking about is it's such a good carrier and delivery system of flavor yeah. which is why you can do the replacement so easily. Mm-hmm. And, and again, if you, this is a snapshot of the stuff that we're going to do and the stuff that we're going to create, you know, through a uh, uh, clean and proper, we're going to build a whole thing we're going to build uh, a recipe deck so somebody should want to come and say hey listen i want italian tonight plant-based they go on the computer you'll see it yeah italian here's a bunch of recipes here's pictures here's everything that goes with it so now you can do italian and mexican and as we start to build this program you know versus looking in a book that says what it is and it's plant-based here's reality here's what it looks like here's what it tastes like yeah and you know what it's there's really really cool stuff that we're gonna we're gonna be doing. That's so cool, and I think that I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm excited to see like these are all things we've you've done in the facility here, including the chips, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. And and you've if you worked your way through these items and prepped them, and I mean even the crab cakes, it's the craziest thing. And I grew up on the Eastern Shore, uh, going to the Eastern Shore of Maryland, not on the Eastern Shore. But you, the crab cakes, I mean, it's it's so spot on and it's almost better because the consistency, yeah. um, you you know, it's a draw when you get a crab cake anywhere. You don't know how much stuffing you're going to get versus crab right, and how right, consistent right, right. is the flavoring going to be and, and what it is. And with these, you're getting the same delivery of crab or the yeah. plant-based protein that tastes like crab yeah. um, because of the way the crab cake's made. Well, the way we make um, these, we keep the breadcrumbs very little. Yeah. Because we want it to be flavorful. We want Absolutely. it to have the texture again. Um, 
if it's got all the breadcrumbs, then you know what what's the deal? But when you taste them and you and you just enjoy them and saute them in a pan the same way, I put grill marks on it just for the purpose. Absolutely. But you can saute them in a pan the same exact way. And then, you know what? We keep them a little high profile versus everybody else's that are kind of flat. Yeah. I like them like this. Yeah, it's absolutely. got a great presentation. If you wanted to eat it with something else, by all means, have an open mind. And I agree with you. And I think what we're going to start to see is we've done a lot of things, but you, we've seen now the Chipotle's of the world and mm-hmm. sort of these uh, fast casual type places where you're choosing, like, is it a turkey burger, a beef burger, or is it plant beef, blah, blah, blah. And now you're seeing the plant base go in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to bet as we start seeing those things to, um, have popularity, restaurants will probably shift more also. You could probably order anything. I want this item, and you'll have a choice of lamb, plant based beef, chicken, yep. or whatever, because it just makes sense to start offering that diversity across your menus because you can replace anything with a plant-based item yep. or a chicken item or a beef item if you really think about it. And you can take your men- menus to whole new limits because of that plant-based. Well, listen, you know, as we talk to people, and I've talked to many restaurants about plant-based, I'm not asking you to change your menu. Don't exactly. change your menu. Put a star next to it. Put a star next to everything that's down the line because every one of those you can get as a plant-based. And on the bottom, yeah. you could write, also offered in plant-based protein. Don't change your whole menu. Just put a star next to exactly. it. Exactly. And I think you're going to find that you'll attract more people that are sort of in that flux. Yeah. You know, where they go out to dinner and, you know, more and more we're seeing the next generation choose more and more vegetarian, vegan type items. Like we're talking about our plant-based items. Mm-hmm. And so... The likelihood that couples and things are going to have to pick restaurants based on exactly right. that fact that exactly. one may be a meat eater or a, you know, not care eater, and the other one's more of a right. predominantly plant-based protein, or maybe it's an allergy. I think you want to open up to that, and I'm not saying you should be everything to everyone, but with plant-based, it adds, it allows you to take what your specialty is, whether you're a Moroccan restaurant or a Greek restaurant or a Ethiopian restaurant, Absolutely. and take these things and add them in and diversify your menu and open up to yeah. a greater audience and market it that way. Absolutely. Well, listen, look at the lentil soup. How many Italian restaurants have lentil soup? Okay, so exactly. Now you, so now you can start the same base of a lentil soup. But before you put pepperoni in it, okay, take some of that lentil soup, Put the plant-based pepperoni in it. Now you have both soups. So somebody sits down. You and I go to a restaurant. You're eating a regular uh, a plant-based uh, um, lentil soup. I'm eating the other one. And we're going to eat it. But we're both having the same kind of meal. Absolutely. So nobody feels weird about sitting there because we're both eating the same exact thing. Exactly. And I think it's like what we're talking about. Even with the pizza, we're probably going to we'll see your meat items, your vegetables. But you're going to see your plant-based alternatives. Absolutely. To the sausage, to the hams, maybe even some of the other items to and diversify the menu a little bit that things that we couldn't offer on pizzas like shrimp uh bits and stuff like that that mm-hmm. may start you know diversifying the menu a little bit more so i really it's like one of those things again i encourage it as a compliment um and again as sort of a holistic responsibility as humans to yeah. sort of continue to diversify it's not replace just give love to all the protein sources because if we really want to change things we need to look at how nature does it and i think that's truly the rotation of the animals and the crops we have to we have to we have to do some kind of a change even if it's once a week 
Absolutely. Change something in your diet because it's going to change everything in, in the world that we live in. Yeah. And here, I mean, even at Food Service Partners, we, we put plant-based protein items that we're working with on our cafeteria items for the employees yep. all the time. And Absolutely. we're actually replaced it a lot in here to do a value add or something else, an alternative to pork or to beef, depending on dietary preferences here for the employees and the guests that come into the building. So it's been cool to see over time the acceptance versus, you know, what is this versus now, you know, we've been working with it for a few months, like really diving in um, in terms of introducing it to employees as a company. We've obviously been working uh, with it for a long time, but it's interesting to see the group of employees that are now getting front and center and working with it, but also eating it as part of the lunch um, program we do here for the employees. It's kind of yep. well, really cool. Look at the meeting cool. we had a few weeks ago where we actually put out a big pan, a big pot of the chowder. Yep. Okay, and we put that out, that chowder out there, and everybody had a bowl of chowder, and then we told everybody what they were eating, yeah. which was the craziest thing because you would have never known I know. if I didn't tell you any different. I know, and it's you know it's a weird thing because you can't tell. I think you know the chowder is a great example of soups, and these things that we're only at the tip of the iceberg, yeah. like I said, because we're now understanding that it's such an important alternative in terms of the way we look at agriculture and the survival of yeah. us as humans, ultimately, in our planet as well as our food supply. Absolutely, you know, in the future here. Uh, we were just talking about this the other day of taking sustainable products, taking tomatoes, for instance, and actually building a real tomato sauce. Absolutely. And then taking that real tomato sauce and take fresh herbs and make it exactly what it's supposed to be, where everything is fresh. And then at that point, if you want to take peppers and throw it in and then take some of the plant-based product, now you got a great cacciatore. Absolutely. And you didn't have, and there's nothing that you have to be guilty for because everything is fresh ingredients. Yeah. And I think exactly that. I mean, even at home, I mean, we're going to see where, you know, we, we talk about components all the time in our business because it's great to ship people components and have them combine it there sometimes. And, and they like mixing it or, all, or doing it or adding in their own spices. But that's what we're talking about here. You have your marinara sauce. You could even have your plant-based item to add to it. And people could add it. You could have buffets and build your own pasta bars and stuff like mm -hmm. that and you're allowing that in which is part of you know what i also love about what we're doing with uh clean and proper protein is to allow to that catering in your home where you can bring that into your home and do these things and, and pack sizes that hey like this is fun we're in a different world covid has stopped us from going out in larger groups and we're mm -hmm. starting to figure out how to congregate again in groups and food's a big part of that because it allows us to take off the masks and actually socialize without the food if we i mean without the masks if we really think about it and so these things are going to be coming more into our homes and and while we're going to be going out to restaurants and bars and stuff like that what i think ultimately we're going to see is we're more concerned about where our food comes from because we're more aware of our health based on what's going on and two is is i think we found uh comfort in our homes and entertaining in our homes and being at home with our food whatever that looks like mm -hmm. in a way that we're more or less going to be taking components home a lot of the time and finishing off meals in our homes now um, versus starting from scratch I would say just because while we're used to being at home and making the meals and doing that with our family and giving an alternative to here and here so we have diversity for our kids and dietary needs and mm -hmm. allergens 
But what we're also seeing is that I don't want to do everything from scratch either. I want that time with my family now that I know what it's like to work from home for COVID and what I'm really missing, you know, all these all this time. So it's that fine balance of where I'm still doing, you know, the thing for my family and making our meals, but also not needing to make it from scratch um, and not feeling bad about a microwavable dinner sometimes. So there's this middle gray area or area that we're sort of all the way from scratch if you wanted the protein to the finished meal Mm -hmm. which we're talking about for clean and proper protein and then as well as we're talking about just the pepperoni or the the cheesesteak and these components that you can or the marinara sauce Mm -hmm. um, that then it's up to you how you do it and you could do chicken alfredo with a plant-based protein and you know Mm -hmm. you could even use a bacon and a chicken based flavor and get the both you know, into a carbonara uh, sauce as well, and a sauce, and it's, you know, and you could do a plant-based mixture and a meat-based mixture, totally up to you. And I think we're going to see that because we like entertaining, because we like doing that, that instead of just having finished plates for people, we're going to give people the choice to be who they are and express themselves who they are, whether it's plant-based or yeah. pork-based or beef-based. Yeah. Agreed. Why not? We're Absolutely. and that's the era we're in. We're expressing ourselves through different coffee brands, and there's so many different things coming out that I really get to truly narrow down who I am. Absolutely. Well, you know, I have my my niece and my sister both are uh, vegan vegetarians. We've taken and you know we have a family meal. It's a big Italian family, and we'll make uh, like a chicken piccata. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll make the sauce the same way as you make a chicken piccata sauce. The same way that you do a piece of chicken with the flour and then the egg and the same, the exact same thing you can do with the plant-based side of yeah. it. Okay, there's a vegan egg that you can use. Okay, there's a flour that you do the same exact thing that you're trying to do and put the sauce over it and there's no difference. Yeah. And that's the coolest part of the whole thing is who would know? Who would know? And they would sit down and eat at the table just like you're sitting down eating at the table. And that's the coolest part of all of it. Yeah, and I think I'm, I'm very interested because I think it's a way for people to come together. It's a way for restaurants, um, like I said, and healthcare to sort of, in a weird kind of way, you're already going plant-based. Why not just keep going and add more healthier whole foods to it anyway? And I think if you keep the plant-based proteins like we're talking about, you know, clean and in the way that we're talking about, you're gonna you're gonna make people feel guilty about taking something that was taken so kindly just like a humanely raised animal i'd be like oh my gosh they took so much time to feed it just nothing but grass and took all the time raised it for two and a half years it would be a shame to do something horrible to this and like pour 50 gallons of sugar on it or something for example or you know instead of a coconut sugar as an example i mean that's what i'm hoping we start to see the efforts that are put in to keep these things great for a protein um, sources and great for our supply chain that it also encourages that yeah. that yeah. Uh, that look and as you've said here there I mean all of this is fresh oh, absolutely we just made all of it right yeah. here right in the kitchen uh, that again you know anybody can do any of these you know as we move forward and you know for a finished meal and stuff like that we're ready to roll it's it's one of those things that the ingredients are down it's very little uh, uh, processes. So, you know, the, the big thing is a lot of people are like, hey, I don't want such processed food. It's not. I did exactly, I would make this sauce, the lentil soup, exactly how you'd make soup at home, 
identical. Just change the protein in the middle of it. Same way as you make a pizza, same way as you make avocado toast. All I did is take the protein and add protein to it. And I'm going to ask you the last question, Rob. Sure. Because I know all the parents out there are thinking this. There is no way in hell my kids are ever going to buy off on this. They're going to know it's a plant-based protein and they're going to see through it. And there's no way they'll eat this as a pepperoni or a cheesesteak or whatever. I mean, you have kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. tell me about your experiences with that because I think it's important because there's this vision that the kids will never eat it because traditionally they have plant-based proteins haven't been very good. You know what? I have a 17-year-old and a 16-year-old. Okay, one of them loves anything that's plant-based. The other one is like, eh, I'm not so sure. However, recently, okay, like the pepperoni pizza and such, they've tried it, and they've liked it, and they said, how is that? You know, what is it? Okay, and it's not the fact of what is it. It's It's about letting the kids, you know, kind of feel like they're a part of it. Absolutely. Hey, listen, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. This is why we have a meatless Monday. Here's, but if they taste the dumpling and you split open the dumpling, you're not going to know what's in the dumpling Absolutely. other than a regular dumpling. And that's what the kids have to know. You don't, you don't have to say to them, hey, listen, I've done taco salad and I've made a whole taco salad and a whole taco meal and never told anybody, yeah. including the kids, because it looks exactly what it's supposed to be. And that's the whole thing. You're not trying to trick them. You're just trying to let them understand don't look so focused on what you think it is. Try it. Yeah. And it's a it's the thing that we're talking about, too. You could actually, and where I've seen people have success, is they literally will take something, and I'll use the pepperoni pizza as an example, but take a real pepperoni pizza or a real sausage pizza, put it next to the sausage pizza, have them eat both. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Instead of doing a cheese pizza and a sausage pizza because you don't want, you know, all the stuff associated with, the sausage on both Mm -hmm. you could literally still keep it plant-based sausage still give the flavor then get the extra protein from this pizza have two sausage pizzas and diversify if you wanted to by having both and eat both there's nothing wrong with it which i think is one of the cooler parts for me being someone that i'm always trying to get more protein into my diet you know it's a constant thing we're pushing protein into my diet pushing protein into my diet and so being able to do something like that where we're taking things making them taste good pushing you know something simple protein into a kid's diet at schools at whatever you know or through you know where you're not getting as much protein normally on a vegan and vegetarian diet you know well i'm gonna tell i'll tell you a little secret and you know just know when i did the pepperoni and sausage and we first created that pepperoni sausage i had a five pound bag of pepperoni okay and it was sliced pepperoni and every single piece i ate I tested every piece that we tried, and there was no chemical balance. There was none of that. Pepperoni, taste it, see if you can make it taste like that. So when you go through the whole bag of five pounds of pepperoni, okay, <laughs> I guarantee you the pepperoni flavor that you have in this is exactly that. It's got the fatty flavor. It's got the the, the smoky flavor. It's yeah. got everything that you would ask because I want it to be exactly what a pepperoni tastes like. That was the sole purpose. Same thing with the sausage. Yeah, absolutely. I look at all the products that we have. What does a ceviche taste like? I want it to taste like a ceviche. Yeah. So I'm going to base it the same way, and then I'm going to change it. And that's kind of how we did. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Rob, for coming in and doing all this and all the hard work and showing everyone um, what you've done here. And I, we'll do more of these for Absolutely. sure because I want to keep showing everyone um, endlessly and doing more episodes on plant-based protein because I think 
what we're going to show and what people will see will be pretty cool. Listen, so I think maybe you. one time if we want to, we'll do it on a, like an Italian theme, okay? We'll make the whole thing of Italian food. Okay? Yeah, maybe that's we'll a great th- idea. Maybe we'll throw in a couple real Italian dishes and see if they can tell the difference between uh, a real Italian dish and a plant-based Italian Yeah, dish. that would be fun. Yeah. Thank you, Rob, again, and thank you, everyone, for watching, and thank you to all the fans. I love you guys. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook as well as Twitter at Justin Bizarro. Again, that's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. Thank you guys for listening, and thanks again, Rob. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was a blast. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> cool.